0: Welcome to the Live Healthy with Laura podcast, where being healthy no longer has to be so hard, and dieting and restricting and stressing every day, yeah, those are things of the past. Allow me to help you dive into freedom and apply simple, practical strategies to your life that will help you become the happy, healthy, and vibrant person you have always dreamed of being. We are back, you guys. Today, we are embarking on um, Live Healthy with Laura's 10 Lifestyle Principles, number six through 10. Um, But before we get going um, on this Monday, I have an icebreaker question to start out this episode that I thought about. Um, Just because, you know, Motivation Monday, why not? I wanna get you motivated. What is one thing that you really want to do or accomplish in this life, but are afraid of. Um, all right, so bear with me for a minute while you're thinking about your answer. So, I'm trying to give my children more um, chores around the house. They're getting a little older, and I, you know, hashtag Mama, you still matter. I don't need to do everything, right? They're six and nine, and I want them to to learn how to take care of our home. I think it's important. So, anyways. Um, I've been, it was it was after dinner a couple nights ago, and I was trying to get my kids to clean up. And I told my son, "Okay, you're you're in charge of the floor tonight. Go grab the vacuum." And he said, "Mommy, I I can't." He said, "I'm scared of the vacuum. I'm scared of the noise it makes." And he never said that to me, uh, before. I was like, "Well, first of all, I'm thinking, okay, you just don't want to clean the floor." Um, but I didn't push it. I'm pretty careful to not. You know, I want my kids to feel validated. And if they're afraid of something, I don't want to push it. Um, But anyways, I remember I walked out of the room and I came back in. And when I came back in, he was vacuuming. And I was like, oh, you did it, buddy. Good job. And he said, mommy, I'm not scared anymore. And I was like, oh, that's so, that's great. He said, I'm not afraid. And then, you know, it was so cute. It's like this like light, like he lit up in his, something lit up in his eyes. And he said, mommy, Next time we go to Sky Zone, can I do that big slide that I was scared of? I said, "Sure, you can do that." And then he said, "Can I also do the zip line?" I was afraid of that too, but I'm not afraid of anything anymore. <laughs> it was so cute, but it got me thinking about, you know us as adults, us as individuals, um, how often do we chicken out on things, you know that seem intimidating, like? Following our dreams or getting healthy because we're afraid of being in unchartered territory, um, or you know we're we're afraid of being being uncomfortable, um, you know, or we're afraid in you know of dipping our toe into something that's super foreign to us, that, you know, some something or that that we don't feel confident in. And um, I thought, how often do we do we have this fear that holds us back from really being successful? you know, in areas that we really want to be successful, areas that really matter to us. Um, You know, we only have one life to live. And oftentimes when we just rip the bandaid off and we jump all in, we realized that whatever it was, it wasn't so scary. It wasn't as, you know, intimidating as we thought. And then we're actually more motivated and excited to try and pursue the next thing. You know, I think back to when I first started cooking, I didn't know the first thing about cooking. I did. I had no clue. Um, I would watch some cooking shows here and there, but I always thought that just looks really difficult. I, you know, and so, hey, the first year of marriage, it was a lot of hamburger helper. <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, I was not, I was not, you know, on my health journey yet. And um, I just felt very intimidated by the kitchen. Now I love it. Now I'm in the kitchen all the time. I thought, you know, back to my days of thinking, I, I want to write a book. I want to be an author. I've been writing since I was like five years old. Um, And <laughs> feeling like, well, yeah, but that's for other people. I, I don't know. That's, I'm not an author. I don't know how to even, I wouldn't even know where to start. And then one day just getting the courage to do some research and call a few editors and publishers and get going on the process. And just, you know, I remember the day I wrote my first page of my first book, I just did it. And I did it scared. Um, and I, uh, my, uh, my brother's girlfriend, um, Shout out to Abby if she's listening. She said that to me once. She was a, she's a boxing coach, or she was, and she she's she was telling me about something she accomplished, and she said the words that I still hold on to today. She said, I, I just did it scared. And then you know, then you realize it's not so scary. You just jump in the ring, anyways. So totally off topic, but I just wanted to inspire you this morning, motivate you this morning to do the thing that makes you scared but do the thing that you're that you're excited that you're passionate about. Do the thing that you've been wanting to do for a long time. No one's promised tomorrow. And so make the most of every day, make the most of this life and pursue your dreams and whether it's getting healthy or you know, writing a book or skydiving, whatever it is, just don't wait for tomorrow and you might realize it wasn't so scary. All right guys, principle, let's go into principle number 6 because I'm sorry, I know last episode went a little long, but I hope you made it through the, the whole thing because I think it was helpful. I hope it was helpful. Um, and I hope you passed it along to some friends. If you guys are liking these episodes, um, please uh, feel free to share them on social and tag me at Live Healthy With Laura um, because I'm trying to get the word out. You know, I'm trying to, to pass out the Cliff Notes version of my first book. I know we don't all have time to read, so I get it. Um, but if you want to check it out, you can and uh yeah i think it's a good one and my recipes are in there as well all right though let's move on principle number six stop counting calories and just grab a salad plate okay you guys if your hands are currently available um i want you to make a fist for me i have every single one of my clients do this okay so make a fist and then look at that fist and um i want you to know that's about the size of your stomach organ if it were to never be stretched. So with that being said, we have to be quite careful to not stretch our stomach organ. It is a very flexible organ, so it can be stretched quite easily, um, but it can thankfully be shrunk as well if we just practice proper portion control. Now, um, just overeating one meal though, one meal can stretch our stomach for a couple of days and make us feel unsatisfied um, when with a proper portion of food over uh, the next day or two so okay what does a proper portion look like again you know me I'm not about the numbers I'm just not because I don't want to count calories macros points and I don't I definitely do not want to weigh my food till I'm 90 so that being said I try to get really basic and um, you know a salad plate is as basic and as real as I get and I promise you this works okay so you know, you can look around at our modern day world and get all kinds of answers um about what a portion looks like. But again, I really believe that we can just stick to um a, what fits on a salad plate. You're not going to break the bank. You're not going to stretch your stomach. You're going to be fine whether it's spaghetti or salmon or or you know, pancakes. If it can fit on a salad plate, you're, you're probably doing okay. Now, that doesn't mean piled high to the sky, but I mean a portion, a proper portion that can fit on a salad plate, you're doing okay. You don't need to count. You don't need to weigh. Just just stick to that. And you might be thinking, wait a minute, if I just eat a salad plate portion, I will be starved. Well, if you remember last week's episode, I talk about the importance of eating smaller more often because, you gotta check yourself before you wreck yourself. And if you get to any one meal and you are starving because ding, 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 you did not graze, you did not eat something between lunch and dinner, we'll say you're gonna get to dinner and want to eat everything but the kitchen sink. And I, I get it, um, because your blood sugar has dipped and your energy's dipped and you are so hungry you just don't care anymore. Um, remember, it takes twenty minutes for your brain to register a meal, so. A lot of the times, you know, when people are working on shrinking their stomach and, you know, working on portion control um, and getting their stomach organ back to a, a, the proper shape, right? Um, they might start, they might say, well, I, I still felt hungry. But my question to them is always, well, how quickly did you finish that meal? Because your brain, if you eat a meal within 10, 15 minutes, even, your brain's not registered it. So your stomach's not registered it. You're going to think you're still hungry when you're not. I always, always always recommend and challenge my clients to grab a salad plate every single meal they possibly can and then look at the clock from the time they eat their first bite to the time they finish. If it's not been a full 20 minutes then don't go get seconds. Now that being said I don't believe in walking a tightrope. If you are starving for whatever reason maybe you were really active that day. Maybe you're about to start your menstrual cycle and you know you're really hungry if it's been twenty minutes and you are still hungry for the love, go get more food okay this is this your body's asking you something you you've honored it by giving it time to process that meal and it's if it's still hungry then then go feed it um but the majority of the time you're gonna realize the salad plate portion you know because you you know you're eating smaller meals throughout the day you're you're not so hungry at one sitting right anymore you're gonna realize that's all you needed. And then you're gonna notice, wow, your genes are feeling, fitting a little better, and uh, your stomach's naturally shrinking, and oh, what do you know, your metabolism is rising because your body knows there's food around. It's, it's a beautiful way to live, and you don't have to count a single thing. Just grab a salad plate. Um, also, when you're out to eat, um, if it's a, a typical American portion, split it down the middle and put half away in a box. Um, before you even touch your food, simple way to just practice portion control when you're out to eat as well. Um, number seven, tune into your body. All right, guys, I I'm gonna stress this really hard because this is I could talk about all these other principles and, and talk to you about them, but if you are not talking to your body, if you are not tuning in, then you will not get the results you want. You won't feel your best. Okay, so. God really did give us very intelligent bodies that are constantly sending signals to us and tells us what our body needs and when something isn't right. Um, I, fun, fun little story, ended up a couple weeks ago in urgent care. I, um, (laughs) I had been at the water park with my kids. I had been by the pool with my kids. I had been outside with my kids and it was like constantly, like it was like a week of being outside and it was the hottest week that we'd had, I think all summer. Um, The heat index, I think was like 110, I believe. So anyways, I ended up having an electrolyte deficiency um, is what it came down to. Um, I was drinking a lot of water, but I wasn't replenishing my electrolytes fast enough. And I started getting really dizzy and I started having a headache and I started seeing spots and it, was scary and so um because I have a clotting blood clotting uh factor I have to always look out for you know clot symptoms and stroke symptoms and so I I'm just I'm very proactive and I went and my blood pressure was high and all these things that typically aren't the case and I had to go home and replenish my electrolytes is what it came down to but I had to listen to my body I had to stop and listen to my body because it was screaming at me to listen to it um and let's just say i spent the next few days inside drinking lots of electrolytes um lots of pink himalayan salt water and taking my magnesium bath and doing my iodine drops and eating my um uh, my brazil nuts to get my selenium i just did everything i could and i felt so much better Um, but just listen to your body because, you know, we live in such a go, go, go world, especially as moms, right? Like, like I said, in the summertime, you're, you're literally trying to keep your kids entertained. And if you're outside, you know, you might not be tuning in. I wasn't tuning in, I guess, as much as I should have been. So we can numb our bodies out without realizing it. And then because our body's unable to get our attention, it can send nasty symptoms our way that trigger us to finally take notice uh like mine did a couple weeks ago. So, you know, often you're going to hear I just suddenly had a heart attack or I just suddenly had a panic attack or I just had this mental breakdown um or I just suddenly had a blood sugar attack. My blood sugar tanked, but in all reality it wasn't all of a sudden, you know, I wasn't seeing spots all of a sudden. I think I had probably <laughs> had had a, ha- that headache for uh, off and on for a couple of days, you know, and things like that. More than likely your body, nothing happens all of a sudden, your body's been doing its best to send you signals, um, to send me signals, you know, that something's off and, and it wants our attention. But, you know, we are just not tuned in enough sometimes to get the memo and then trust me, you know, again, I'm not sitting here preaching on this topic as if it's not happened to me because it, it does if we're not careful. Um, even a few years ago when my daughter was born, I share this very openly in, on my podcast in my book. She was four months old and I was having a panic attack in the Panera's parking lot um, because I had let my cortisol build and I was burning the candle at both ends and I was shutting my body out. So the moral of the story is don't go a single day without tuning in and asking your body some basic Uh, Questions such as, How is my stress? How stressed do I feel? Do I have any aches or pains? How is my mood and my mental clarity today? What is my digestion like? You know, what is my body telling me? Because again, doctors can speak to you. I can speak to you. You can listen to all the podcasts you want, read all the books you want. But if you're not tuned into your body, you're not going to reach optimal health because there's going to be questions. That you can answer no one else can answer about your body if you just tune in so these questions may sound so basic but yet doing a body scan every day it really can help you tune in give your body what it needs on a daily basis remember we want to we if our body's asking for something we want to give it to it as quickly as we can so that you know again things don't build and um so, you know, we don't want that to have an unpleasant wake-up call, right? We can just... If we just tune in every day um, and we don't numb our bodies out, uh, then then we won't have these these big blow-up scenarios. So, tune into your body. Principle number eight. You are what you drink. In our culture, okay, there is so much emphasis on what we eat. And yet what we drink is just often ignored. But the thing is we can't ignore our beverages because they matter just as much. They really, really do. Um, Let's talk about water for a second. So our body's made up about 70% of water and if we don't help our body stay hydrated um, by drinking at least half our body weight in ounces and again, replenishing our electrolytes, especially in the hot summer months, um, we can face some repercussions such as low immunity, a slower metabolism, dull skin, urinary tract infections, uh, headaches. The list goes on and on and on. Um, we and and now water aside, our other beverages matter too, especially caffeinated beverages such as coffee or tea. And I know there's a thousand and one reels going around. If you're a tired mom, pound the coffee. Listen, I laugh at the reels too. They're funny, but it's not so funny if you are pounding the coffee. What's happening on the inside into your poor adrenals? It's not, it's not helping you, you know, your body, give it a cup of one, one caffeinated beverage before, before noon and call it a day. And I know you're like, that just wrecked my world. I love my afternoon cup of coffee, but your body doesn't love it. You might think you love it. You don't love it. If you would, if you would just take a break from cof, uh, coffee for a while afternoon, um, you would notice that you're a much calmer individual. You would feel more even keel, a lot of hormonal imbalances in your body that you might be struggling with would balance out. It's crazy what could happen if we just when we just tone back the caffeine. Um, now, water aside, um, caffeine aside, um, let's talk about alcohol. Okay, I'm not here to judge. I don't know your religious background. I don't know your beliefs, but I'm just gonna speak from a health standpoint. Okay. Um, I personally have almost taken in the entire summer off of alcohol. Um, speaking of listening to my body, I genuinely just, I don't, you know what? I I love a margarita. I love a little bit here and there, but it doesn't love me back. I don't feel amazing the next day. I'm honestly irritable. Uh, I get breast tenderness, um, because it, you know, it raises your estrogen. I, I don't feel great the next day and Call me vain, but my skin doesn't look so good either. so I'm not a fan of that. I try to try to really take care of my skin. Um, and so I just I'm kind of over it to be honest. Maybe one day that'll change, but for now i'm I'm not I, I don't feel good drinking alcohol. Um, and that's with me taking care of my liver. I just you know it's just a choice I've made. Um, so that being said, all I'm gonna say is remember alcohol, Needs to be in your twenty percent because it, it if you're gonna have it, it can't be an everyday event. It can't because it's a hormone disruptor. It's a very well known neurotoxin. I have Alzheimer's in my family. It's not something I want, so I'm doing everything I can proactively to, you know, be careful and take care of myself in that regard and, um, hopefully prevent that. Uh, it's also um, you know, like I said, it's estrogenic, so it, it's just you know, it can do so many things. Um, and if you, know, if you're going to drink alcohol, remember it's an upper, it's a downer. So it's a depressant. You might feel great one day and not so great the next day. And that's because it, it, it really is a, uh, depressant, um, and it can weigh you down. Um, silver tequila is the only alcohol I will drink. If I'm going to drink alcohol, um, it's the cleanest form of alcohol available. Um, but again, even right now, I'm not drinking. When I go out, my whole family makes fun of me This, uh, fun of me for this, especially my brother, um, <laughs> because I just sound like super fancy and bougie. But I order a soda water with a splash of cranberry and a lime wedge. It's pretty. It tastes amazing. And, um, you know, that little bit of citrus helps me digest my food. And I feel good. I don't feel like I'm just drinking plain water when we're out to eat, but I'm also not drinking alcohol either. And I, I, li- I leave uh, feeling good and hydrated, not dehydrated. Um, so again, if you're gonna stick to alcohol, stick to one alcoholic beverage and only on occasion, keep it your girl's night, keep it your for your date night. Um, and then pair it with lots of water, lots of water to flush it out. And please don't drink on an empty stomach. Um, so, remember your beverages, they matter. I'm, I'm not, lastly, I'm, you know, I'm not one to talk about calories very often because calories are simple, simply a unit of energy. But I will say that you can really drink a lot of calories without realizing it. You really, really can. And so um, just be mindful of that. You know, maybe you're eating incredibly clean, but yet you're consuming hundreds of, and upon hundreds of calories of you know, juice or sugary beverages, or, you know, you're going to Starbucks, um, and you're indulging, like, you know, and from time to time it's okay. This morning I got myself just as a little treat, a, um, brown sugar oat shake and espresso, and it was delicious, but I don't typically do that. It's a treat. Um, you know, try to stick to water, try to stick to your organic coffee, your one organic coffee, and then lots and lots of water. I love soda water. Again, I love Waterloo. I love bubbly, Um, But stick to water. Your body needs it. Uh, Number nine, principle number nine, sleep like it's going out of style. Okay. (sighs) I know like who is time for sleep? We're all busy, but hear me out. If we want to be a healthy individual, feel our best and uh, get amazing results in the gym. Um, and have a strong immune system and all the things, sleep simply isn't optional. Sleep does everything, everything from balancing our hormones, both thyroid and sex hormones. It reduces our stress hormone, cortisol. It boosts our immune system. You know, our kids are back to school. You don't want to pick up every little cold they bring home, right? Um, it boosts your metabolism. It encourages your body to burn fat. You snooze, you literally lose, and um, it improves your digestion, your blood circulation, which is super helpful for those that struggle with IBS and constipation. It stabilizes, uh, like I said, glucose. Um, so it's very important, especially if you're a diabetic. Lowers inflammation in the body. Um, it, you know, just think glowing skin, less joint pain, less, you know, a lower risk for cancer disease psoriasis, eczema. Uh, it also lowers your risk of heart attack and stroke and it reduces risk um, or your severity of anxiety and depression and it just really, really boosts your mental health. Um, again, I think I mentioned last time, I'm back to waking up at 5.30 and last night I was, my goal is, you know, it's my, my goal is to be asleep by 9.30. Um, now it's hard, it takes discipline because again, no one needs you at night yes, I want to stay up till 11 reading and watching another episode of our favorite shows, but it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. I will, we'll watch one episode and then we go to bed and you know, that takes discipline that takes, Oh, back to planning, strategizing. I know exactly what time I have it down to a science, what time we need to be eating dinner to be, you know, so we can prep lunches and we can prep the uniforms and we can play maybe a family game, have a little time together, do baths and go to bed. Like, you know, we have a, I have it down to a science, um, but that strategizing has allowed us to get enough sleep in our family. Um, so on average, you need seven to eight hours of good quality sleep each night. And ideally, the most healing hours of sleep have been shown to be between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. So um, those are the core healing hours you want that your body really gets the most benefit from, actually. So um, try to be asleep for those four hours, not, not just for those four hours, but make sure you're getting those core hours in. Um, But regardless of how or when you manage to sleep, keep in mind, it's crucial. not It's not optional. And if we want to maintain optimal health, it just has to be a priority and we have to schedule it. All right. Principle number 10, last but not least, move the way your body wants to move. So um, I'm not a personal trainer, but I um I preach about health and wellness and it's not just in the kitchen. It's not, you know, we can't just sit all day and have a sedentary lifestyle and expect not to have negative effects from that. So um, the moral of this last principle is to work out and move your body, but in a way that you don't dread, in a way that you enjoy, and in a way that you're going to continue wanting to work out, right? Like if if you hate what you're doing, you're not going to do it consistently forever. Again, remember, can I do this every single day the rest of my life? Well, no, I hate running. Then don't sign up for the marathon. I'm sorry, you just heard me say it. If you hate running and you're like going to go buy the expensive running shoes and you do it and you hate it as much as I do, um, (laughs) go find something else to do. Um, on the topic of exercise and speaking of tuning into our bodies and our stress levels, last year I did, you know, pure bar, I was at hot yoga, and I don't know, something just came over me in the summer that, like, I really enjoy working out at home, and I get just as much or even a better workout, and honestly, like, I, I, I just feel more productive, I'm not having to drive to and from, which takes time, um, and I get to be alone. And I get to hear my own playlist and I don't know something about it. It's kind of therapeutic for my mind and I get to run laundry at the same time. So this year I'm working out at home. I'm doing my own workouts and I, so far so good. I love it. I loved it over the summer, but you know, it came with disruptions of my little ones running in, needing me to open snacks for them and you know, telling me who, who hit who. And so now it's just, it's kind of been like therapy when the kids are at school, you know, and before I work or before whatever's happening in my day, I, I, I'm working out four times a week. So, um, my personal workout routine now is Mondays and Fridays. I'm doing a really great, um, strength workout that I developed myself that I, you know, I, I've uh, choreographed myself and I, I love it. i also doing muscle rolling and um, stretching. So doing about 30 minutes of that. And then Wednesday and Saturday, I'm doing um, a really amazing full body 30 minute workout um, by Boho Beautiful. It's a yoga workout, um, but it's peaceful. It helps me uh, get my zen on. It helps me lower my cortisol and I feel incredible. So I'm working out for... Days a week formally, but that doesn't mean I I, listen. I don't sit down very often, except I'm sitting right now because I'm doing this podcast. But um, I yeah, I think it's very important that we include something called NEAT in our in our day, and what that is is non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which basically means you live an active lifestyle, but that doesn't mean you're in the gym so all the time. What what that means is you're you're not sitting, you're moving your body in some way pretty consistently throughout the day unless you're taking a actual break that you've you know planned on like you're taking a little afternoon nap or something like that or you're sitting down to eat um but non exercise activity thermogenesis can be anything from putting a basket of laundry away to taking the trash out to doing your dishes to walking your dog to chasing your kids uh to going to get you know i said like going going out and getting running errands or going to get the mail, doesn't matter. The point is you're not sitting because what they found is that even if you're in the gym, even if you're a gym rat, but then you go sit all day long, you actually counteract a lot of those benefits and you actually still have then a really, um, you can have a really high risk for a heart attack and stroke and dementia and all those things. So you just want to be an active individual. By the, my rule of thumb is by the time I sit down in the evening, I feel as if I've earned it. Like I'm really excited to sit down because I've been kind of going all day long. Um, now I do take a little power nap as often as I can before my kids, you know, if I'm not working, I'm at home or something. Um, you know, if I need like a 20 minute, 30 minute little siesta, I will. But besides that, I'm going. And, um, I, and I think, you know, it's a great way to keep our house clean, right? It's a great, great way to get our steps in. Um, And, uh, you know, I don't wear an Apple watch anymore. I used to, but call me super old school I just don't want to be connected to a number I don't want to be connected to the world I don't I don't want to see every text message or call come in it I my phone does not own me and so I felt like it did honestly when I had an apple watch on um so I just just keep I just I just move I just move I don't know how many steps I get in a day and I don't really care again numbers are not my thing um I want to live a life freely um, a healthy life that doesn't make me feel like I, if I didn't hit a certain number, I failed because that's how I used to live. So you guys, I hope this was helpful. I really just felt, um, called, but also was actually suggested to me by, um, my photographer and my best friend and my sister-in-law, Amber Harrington. Hello, Amber. I know you're listening. Um, she was like, you need to do this. People are starting back to the, you know, into school routine and, um, you know, not everybody's read your book. Not everybody has had a chance to go back to the beginning of your podcast episode. So I figured, and she gave me the idea, you know, just to do this little cliff notes version of my principles. So I hope you found the advice practical and helpful. And if you have any questions, please reach out. If you found these episodes helpful, please, um, share with your friends and family, tag me on social. That's always super helpful. Um, again, I'm trying to, um, share this information with the world, it will always be free. And I'm just trying to, yeah, get the world out. Um, so help me do that. That would be, I would really appreciate it. Um, but you guys have a beautiful rest of your day. Um, I cannot wait to talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much friends for joining me today for another episode on the live healthy with Laura podcast. I hope something I said today encouraged you to care for your body, your mind, and your spirit in a way that will allow you to feel your best and have the energy you need to show up the way you want to in this world and make an impact. If something I said today did resonate with you, would you do me a favor and share it with others on your social media and tag me at live underscore healthy underscore with underscore Laura or copy and paste this podcast link and send it to a friend via text? It's my mission to help change the world for the better, and I'm hoping you will feel inspired to do it alongside me. And if you like these episodes and are interested in learning more about the Live Healthy with Laura lifestyle, then check out my website at www.livehealthywithlaura.com for lots of blog posts and healthy recipes created by yours truly. Lastly, you can also check out the three books I have written now available wherever books are sold. Thank you so much, friends, once again for being here, and I cannot wait to talk to you next Monday.